listening to It's All BS with Sabrina, an Amplify podcast. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of It's All BS. I'm your host Sabrina and thank you for joining me this week. Another short working week for us as we have, uh, we just had another long weekend. I hope everybody had a good long weekend. I am recording this on Sunday night, so it hasn't happened yet, but tomorrow for the first time ever, I'm going to a pub with some mates and playing two up, which I've literally never heard of before um, until it was mentioned at work on Friday. I don't know if that's a city thing. I don't know if that's growing up with with migrant parents thing, um, but I'd never heard of two up before. I feel like it's not it's not a Melbourne or at least where I grew up. It, it, it wasn't done. So I'm excited to see what that's like. I'm excited to lose some money because... Beginner's luck definitely will not apply to me. It never, ever does. But other than that, last week uh, was pretty cruisy for me. Just regular work stuff and trying to adult and failing miserably at it. How are my other 24, 25-year-olds going? Uh, But no, a very strong topic of discussion in my household this week has been the Johnny Depp and Amber Heard defamation trial. And if you have not seen any footage about this, if you haven't even heard about it, Please do yourself a favor and look at the YouTube uh, compilations. If you have TikTok, try and get onto the Johnny Depp, Amber Heard side of TikTok because the oh, the compilations of what's going on at trial is so funny. But humor aside, which there is plenty of because, of course, Johnny Depp's wry sense of humor is just shining through so beautifully here. Um it's pretty, it's pretty effed up, guys, what's going on, what's coming to light. At the beginning of the trial, I thought I was very much on Johnny Depp's side. It seemed not black and white necessarily, but for me, I was, yeah, anyway. However, as time has passed and Johnny Depp has been on the stand and texts have come to light and behaviors while he was drunk and high on opioids has come to light, it's starting to become a lot more gray for me. Um, am I on either side? Of theirs anymore? Not really. I think I'm definitely firmly in the grey. As my roommate has said, it feels like it's two volatile, emotional people who really needed therapy a long time ago coming together and basically feeding the monsters within each other and that it's turned into this very unfortunate series of events. But unfortunately, I'm not a legal professional. I can't really speak too much more on this. Uh, but On the topic of news, let's jump into our top three music news headlines of the week. Music news headline number one, pill testing cancelled at Canberra's Groove in the Moo as insurers pull out. Groove in the Moo, a nationwide day music festival that's known for pulling a pretty solid Aussie and New Zealand lineup every year, occurred at Canberra's Exhibition Park on Sunday. Another thing this festival is known for is being the first event in Australia to offer free pill testing to its punters. For those who may not know, pill testing allows people to check whether their drugs contain dangerous substances without exposing them to law enforcement. Despite both organisers and the ACT government supporting pill testing, the festival has had to cancel the service as the event's insurers pull out days before the event. Pill Testing Australia couldn't lock down public liability insurance for the weekend due to private insurance brokers imposing impossible deadlines for extra information they demanded at the last minute, effectively cancelling Pill Testing Australia's ability to provide services. Pill Testing Australia's spokesperson, Mr. Gina Van Booker, said that due to COVID-19 worries surrounding large-scale events such as these, insurers consider these festivals more high-risk, causing a flow-on effect for health services like pill testing. In Mr. Van Booker's words, somehow they're thinking it'll be a safer festival if we're not there, which flies in the face of the evidence that's actually there. According to event veterans, festivals will continue to run into this problem for some time as insurance companies' appetite for risk stays low. Palmerston in Northern Territory puts itself on the music recording map with the opening of a state-of-the-art recording studio. The city of Palmerston opened the doors of its brand new industry standard recording studio earlier this month, the first of its kind in the whole of Northern Territory. The studio is fully equipped to be used for audio and visual recording, mixing and post-production and broadcasting. So why is this newsworthy? Well, prior to the building of this space, musicians would have to bring equipment in, set it up 
record and then pack it all down again. Something that takes not only time, but money. Because of this logistics hurdle, a lot of musicians would fly to Melbourne or Sydney to record, if they could afford to. With a space that's open for community hire and guaranteed cheaper rates for individuals or non-for-profits, the barrier of entry into recording music and sound can finally be lowered. Danny Christie, a local sound engineer who will now be working at the Palmerston Studio, wants to make the space a place to foster new talent, saying, we should keep them here and build them here and then get them to go there, to the big city. So with the opening of this brand new space, only time will tell if the Northern Territory will experience a wave of emerging musicians and become a competitor in the national music market. News headline number three, Lil Baby and Ed Sheeran team up on a remix to continue showing their support to Ukraine. Ed Sheeran's song Two Step, a single on his latest album Equals, now has a second version, a remix featuring American rapper Lil Baby. The pair have decided to donate all royalties to the Disasters Emergency Committee Ukraine Humanitarian Appeal to support the victims of the continuing violence. The music video was actually shot in Ukraine's capital, Kyiv, before Russia's invasion earlier this year. Both in a press statement and as an introduction to the music video, Sheeran wrote a message to Ukraine speaking of how safe and welcomed he felt in its nation's capital. He finished the statement with, Ukraine is a proud and resilient country and I'm grateful to have had the chance to film my video there. I stand with Ukraine and will be donating my record royalties from YouTube streams of the video to the DEC's Ukraine Humanitarian Appeal. The music video's production company Radioactive Film replied to this news saying that they were grateful to have had the chance to shoot this video as it was the last video we did before our world fell apart. The video includes some beautiful shots of the Kyiv streets on a winter's night and it's a little harrowing seeing it that way after the recent images that have come through in the media. So if you haven't yet, go watch the YouTube music video, fall asleep with it on repeat and let's make the most of their pledge to donate all video streaming royalties. And now let's jump into my top three car concert songs of the week. Number one, we have Bed Song by Eliza and the Delusionals. Eliza and the Delusionals are an Aussie indie rock band that bring all the 90s and early 2000s nostalgia back with their music. And I actually went to see their gig here in Sydney this week um, and I heard this new track, Bed Song, which only dropped the day before. It's super catchy and the chorus is a bit of a belter. Um, so if you've got some pent up frustrations, this, this week's song is for you. This is Bed Song by Eliza and the Delusionals. Song number two is called Four Ages by Egoism. A Sydney dreamy pop duo, Egoism released this headbop road trip worthy track earlier this year. And uh, funnily enough, I was actually standing next to them at the Eliza and the Delusionals gig. Um, and I said hello and they were ridiculously nice and they have a national tour coming up, which they've admitted that they were practicing so hard for. So if you like this track, make sure you go check out their other stuff and grab tickets to their show. But for today, this is Four Ages by Egoism. And last but not least, this is called Someone's Daughter, Someone's Son by Seagirls. British-English rock band Seagirls have taken over my airwaves recently because they're this fun mix of Sam Fender and Gang of Youths, which kind of just hits right in my sweet spot. 
Um, they released a new album this year called Homesick, and this song is one of my favorites. A little bit nostalgic, could be played to like a rolling screen of memories. So chuck this on a highway with sunglasses on and windows down, kids, because you won't regret it. This is Someone's Daughter, Someone's Son by Seagulls. This week, I'm speaking to Sydney-based alternative rock band The Boys, or more specifically Tess and Courtney, the bassist and the drummer. They're an all-female quartet that are killing it on the Aussie music scene right now. They dropped their brand new EP, Unsolicited Advice for Your DIY Disaster, at the end of last year, got their hit single Lie to Me into the Triple J's Hottest 100, went on a kick-ass national tour and are now preparing for some huge festival gigs, including Vivid here in Sydney and Festival of the Sun up in Port Macquarie. They're a lot of fun and their music is ridiculously easy to groove to. So without further ado, here are the boys. To the podcast, it's all BS. I want to welcome Tess and Courtney from The Boys, who have just come back from tour for their brand new EP, or brand new EP. It did drop at the end of last year, but new EP, let's call it. How was the tour, guys? How did it all go? Oh, it was, <laughs> it was so great. Unfortunately, I can I can answer this question. It was um, Courtney got COVID after the Sydney show, which was the first show, so um oh, no. although court had a different experience of it to us because there were a few um people in the audience so, so sorry just to backtrack a sec we did like we did sydney and then we did um brisbane and then melbourne and so yeah. sydney was awesome court killed it she was amazing maybe we'll talk more about that <laughs> later um <laughs> but she was so amazing but it did mean that she got covid and couldn't join us for the rest of the tour but um she was being I don't know how were you getting people to put you on FaceTime we kept seeing Quart's face on people's phones in the car people who we didn't know I just I just spent I spent like okay like over the course of like you guys doing going to Brisbane and stuff I just put shout outs on Instagram live being like oh I need someone anybody that's in Brisbane right now that is going to the show to just like go on freaking live on Instagram, add me in so I can watch the show. And that's literally, it oh literally happened. One of my mates was there and she was just like, I just got this call at like, I don't know, just before your set started. And I was like, oh damn, like, oh, is this like the person that's going to get on Insta live with me? And we just watched the show together and it was freaking great. And then it happened again in Melbourne. It was fucking oh, sick. I see. We that is amazing. Hasn't. So cool. Because we actually haven't caught up properly since the tour. So I don't even know what Court's story of our tour is. But um, (laughs) yeah, it was was, was so awesome. We had, it's the first time that we have played shows since we released our EP. So, and since, you know, getting, I think Bad Habit had been released when we played um, a Sydney and Brisbane show halfway through last year. Um, But Mm. this was the first time that, I mean, since we released Lie to Me again and since getting into the Hottest 100. And so it was really mind-blowing actually to see how our crowd had grown and just suddenly, you know, having all these people singing our songs back to us was just so insane. We were, I think, 
constantly sort of having to check ourselves and be like oh wait remember to play your instrument because we were just kind of had like a jaw dropped and um yeah it was it was insane it was awesome we had the best just the best 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 time I could talk about it forever <laughs> it, it was crazy it was crazy because like I remember like it well Sydney was the only show I actually played but I can speak to Sydney like Walking out onto that stage at Oxford Arts Factory was the most gnarly thing ever. Like, it was the first time I saw it so packed that, like, people were literally hanging over the fold back on the stage. Oh, my like, God. And it was, you, it was just, oh, it, the energy was insane. The minute we walked on, the screaming was just, like, out of control. And from there, I was like, yep, this is going to be a great night. Like, and it was just crazy. Absolutely. It was. It was a great night. Just out of curiosity, yeah. though, Court, so did cool. you did you get COVID because you you crowd surfed? Look, I don't I don't know. I'm sure people are probably, people are probably yes. making jokes. The answer people is yes. Are, no, no, no. I, look, who knows, man? I, I I can't say anything because like the amount of people that got Rona probably in that show was probably out of yeah. control. You yeah. know, I was probably yeah. the I was probably the one of many. The crowd surfing, you know, it might have bumped it up a little bit but it was totally worth it I'm I'm <laughs> that I'm, I'm worth it I don't even care yeah I mean yeah 100 yeah it although it got a, it got a few people this too yeah, we um we really like touring with doing tours with the same bands so we had two support bands with us who were Hallie and Beck from Brisbane and part of what's so fun about a tour is is building relationships with bands like that who maybe you know from around we I actually didn't know Hallie at all but Baker's Eddie we um met backstage a couple of times and we're like mm. they seem awesome let's get them on tour and and so after the Sydney show we lost Court we lost our lighting guy who was touring with us and we lost Baker's oh, Eddie no. um oh. so we just would the like things were dwindling and I think in Melbourne we went through three or three support bands before the fourth we got to open for us actually were all healthy and able to play it was just insane it was yeah but you know the challenges and it's all so so worth it well I'm so so good (laughs) yeah yeah I'm so glad to hear that you guys chose bands that a probably just musically you were like yeah these guys are the ones but also that you were so excited to hang with them and actually I guess experience the tour together because I've I I haven't really touched on it too much with my previous artists in chats but there have been stories where they've been the supporting act for maybe a larger artist and it's Mm. been not a particularly welcoming situation where you know they don't want to hang out or even they don't talk to the supporting band and I know Mm. logistically sometimes that just happens and not much can be done but it's really nice to hear that you guys make a point of no but we we want to like them as people because we want this to be an amazing experience for everybody involved yeah and it's like it's an ongoing it's an ongoing relationship as well like for us it's like we love yarns. We love like hanging out with everybody and we like making new friends and networking and stuff. And like, you know, the idea of like putting on a show of our own and like not talking to anybody. Like I've experienced that before. Like where you literally like yeah. playing some mad band and no one talks to anybody. It's just, it's, it's so weird. Co- like, I think it's like a, a culture yeah. thing. Sometimes I think it's a social people being a bit socially awkward or that we we've had um like court's been in um you know has had touring experience before the boys but just in terms of the tours that we've done supporting other bands so our first one was supporting um a Perth artist called Peter Bibby and then our our second um which was a New South Wales uh regional tour and then about six months later, we toured um, actually twice with Daisy Death Rays. I think one was Australian Regional and the other one was mm. Australia. And Crazy tour. It, we just, we, I think we've really been shaped by our experiences with those bands where they, both Peter Bibby and Daisy Death Rays, just so went out of their way to make the older touring bands feel like we were part of the family. So there was never mm. this like, our green room and your green room or because often that's the case like the headlining band they have their own space they have their own drinks 
um and it, it's quite divided that way but both were just so um not wanting to have that divide and, and I remember I think I was speaking to the guys from DZ Deathways about it and they were just saying how they had had experiences with bands where it was like that you get so excited to do this tour and you the thing is is that you learn so much from from playing with bigger bands and an experience like that I don't know it's not it's not how it needs to be done um and from mm. you know that experience of th both those bands who want to create this sort of touring family that's now that's our experience and that's what we really strive to have as well and also like there's nothing that like you can play such a good live show if you're super pumped up from the band before. So it's kind of selfish. Like uh, pick a band where they're your friends and where you love their music and then you'll get on stage and do a much better show because there's a great atmosphere backstage that you're super pumped. Yeah, it's, you know, yeah. it works, works in a few ways. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And also they're the ones who are warming up the crowd for you. Like if you have somebody 100%. who you don't like, like the crowd might be might be feeling a bit dead by the time you step on and want to do your thing. So I completely understand that. But while we're on the topic of live music and touring and all of that, um, I do ask this question to all of my artists because although touring sounds like an amazing time for, for you guys, especially, it doesn't always go to plan. We already know Courtney got sick. Your lighting guy got sick. Uh, yeah. um, <laughs> and, and just things can go wrong. So I was wondering it doesn't even have to be a negative thing necessary necessarily, but what is like the most bullshit thing that's happened to you while on tour? It can be a good thing. It can be like a, I, Oh my God, amazing. I didn't expect this to happen. Or it can be another, everyone dropping like flies. <laughs> <laughs> Court, do you want to go, do you want to go first? I mean, yeah, for sure. I mean, like, honestly, like the whole, like me, like being a, trying to be a G and like doing the whole crowd surfing thing on the first show, it probably was the stupidest thing I've ever done um, during a <laughs> pandemic. But I, you know what? I mean, shit happens and it was totally worth it. Um, yeah. That's probably, def <laughs> that was definitely took the cake for a lot of things. I don't know, like, honestly, probably like, a lot of a lot of the stuff for me is usually based around me just being an idiot and deciding that um, you know jumping off something during a show or something would be a great idea <laughs> and it going terribly wrong. Um, I think one of the craziest ones though this this isn't a different band but like I, I wouldn't call it a bullshit moment but it was just like what the heck is going on right now like we did this <laughs> show we did this show in Byron Bay and like it was packed and everyone was so loose. Um, Cause I think it was like the day after invasion day or something like that. And everyone was just cool. Okay. And we were in the middle of the set and we were like probably two songs away from finishing the show. And all of a sudden the barrier broke and these people come running on stage and I'm just like, Oh, oh crap. We're about to get like completely mobbed or something. These, these like, I don't know, eight chicks get off on stage, start like bopping away and whatever. All of a sudden I turn around, they all just rip their shirts and bras off in the, oh. in the middle of the set. And I was just like, oh, okay. Like that's where we're going tonight. Okay, cool. All right. Like just, just random crap like that. And they just started stripping all over the stage. That was probably, yeah. Oh. Cool. So you got a show too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they were pretty stoked. Yeah, I love it. You just kind of need like one or two instigators in the crowd, and then it's all it's all happening. Yeah, it's all it's, it's all downhill from there, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> I, love that. I always have this um <laughs> this really vivid memory of like we had a, a really hectic sort of run of touring um which is when we did the I think we'd just done the DZ Death Rays Australian tour straight mm. into um four days at um Big Sound which is this music oh, conference in God. Brisbane where you basically oh, just play your heart out sort of like we played four sets in four days that week actually oh. we ended up playing something like something like eight shows in 10 days or something like it that was, um it was stupid. it was really hectic <laughs> and and it's that just it insane. takes it's also they're like 
12 hour days of running around doing I mean big sounds amazing if anyone ever has the opportunity to go as a musician or a punter it's incredible but it's amazing yeah yeah but we basically just had this this time and and big sound was amazing for us because I think it was the first time we realized that we did actually have a bit of reach as a band I think we had sort of thought that you know like we're playing some fun shows in Sydney and um it's it's a you have to sort of apply and get accepted to go but we you know you're told basically get be prepared so there's all these music industry people there as well and it's all about sort Mm -hmm. of networking and all of that and um we were told you know if there's no one in the room if no one comes to see your show then you've still got to play your heart out because if there is one person who walks by and sees you you don't know who that person is and it could be worth it you know it's that kind of environment anyway basically we were so on such a high because our shows were packed and it just it we had no idea that you know, I don't know that we sort of had this momentum or whatever and anyway so we just had these yeah. like four days of these amazing shows and then the day the last night was the party night and um we hadn't been drinking that entire time so like we definitely had a few drinks but it was more that we got home at like four in the morning and then had to go <laughs> the next day to play this gig um at a winery in Jerringong and so we've had a few hours sleep we get to the airport get to Sydney and my drum gear didn't show up it wasn't on the plane and and yet we have this like bus booked to try and take us to Jerringong but then there was such bad weather and this Jerringong show is um sort of on the side of a of a hill beautiful outdoor thing and we got a call because it was so windy that the drum kit blew off the stage. What? Mm, oh, like how, how, is, how is that a thing? Anyway, so we're just like, shit, what is going to happen? We've got to wait all this time because now the whole show has been delayed and my drum gear's not even here. So we're just waiting around, but we're also so tired. Um, and so, you know, oh drum gear shows up. We end up somehow getting a lift, um, an emergency lift down to Jerringong. And they'd put the show, so instead of the outdoor stage, they'd moved it to inside this hall. And anyone out there who has ever played drums before on a timber floor knows that it's literally impossible because the drum kit slides away from you as you play it. So every time you hit it or every time you you kick the, the bass drum, it slides away from you and so you can no longer play if you cannot reach the drums so basically we, we get there and I'm like oh I'm, I can't play this set we need to get carpet and sandbags and stuff so they're like yeah. we're all just on this makeshift stage there's people trying to sort this stuff out for us and also we were feeling pretty good like about ourselves because we just had these hot gigs and so we're waiting for all this stuff to happen in Jerringong and I was so tired, hadn't eaten, and they give you free, delicious, free wine. And I'm a big drinker, so I was just, like, downing this rosé like it was water (laughs) while I'm waiting for people to set this stuff up around me. And then the crowd were just, you know, beautiful people, but we, um, (laughs) as we were waiting for things to, to be set up around us, the girls just started playing random shit and they I I didn't really wasn't very familiar with Taylor Swift's music but they were basically playing a Taylor Swift song and the crowd was so into it and we were just like <laughs> jamming this song out and then so um, random <laughs> and then when the I time came for us to play everyone just the whole time was requesting for us to play Taylor Swift <laughs> no, I don't actually know how to play it, bro. I was probably playing out of key. Like, I probably wasn't even playing oh, it. They, the didn't right even, like, they didn't want a bar of us. They just wanted us to keep playing Taylor Swift songs. It was so grounding. It was really funny. And I just had, <laughs> like, I, I don't know, I'm not a drum solo kind of drummer, but I got to this point and where on our demo, there's like a sort of eight bar or 16 bar gap. Um, and yeah. I got to that point and I was just like, fuck it and I just just like doing this big drum solo that I was sort of make up on the spot just because I was absolutely hammered from finishing this bottle of rosé I've never done that before and I will never do it again but we were cooked yeah we were cooked the crowd they just wanted Taylor Swift anyway you're like here is a here's a 60 bar drum solo guys stuff you yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. you're not gonna finish the Taylor Swift show 
Well, I've always wondered that. that. Yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered that with um, winery gigs. It's like, well, what kind of hammered are you, are you <laughs> playing to? Like, are you playing to, like you said, like beautiful people who are all going to keep their decorum and like want to chill? Are you going to get like white girl <laughs> wasted who are shouting at you? You got white girl <laughs> wasted Taylor Swift and I'm sorry for that. <laughs> yeah, that exactly it was, I mean, yeah. We, 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 we'd been pretty crusty from like the four days prior and we just sort of rolled into that one like, yeah, chops are good, whatever. And then of course we end up with a crowd that wants us to play Taylor Swift songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think it's also because like generally playing in playing in cities, I don't know, you know, you always you have so I suppose bands have uh, like sort of your your like we call it like your spec sheet, which tells the people at you know, then the venue what you need, like what kind of sort yeah, of drum yeah. setup or like stage setup. Um, it also has on it what you want in your rider and you can yeah. write whatever in your rider and you never get it. Um, but when you play, you never get it in cities, but when you go, and I, I don't drink beer. So often for me, there's no drinks because it's just beer, uh, but you go to these regional yeah. shows and they really take care of you. And I just, they dap you up. This wine is an opportunity <laughs> making up for lost time or something. I don't know. <laughs> they go. They yeah, before you were just taking it. Shows. Oh, <laughs> So you've just finished that national tour and now you guys are about to jump into not only Fotsun, which is the music festival that we're going to chat about in May, but you guys are also playing Vivid at the Sydney Opera House. You're doing Splendor in the Grass in July. You guys are, you're going to have a busy few months. So let's jump into the difference, I guess, because I'm curious, is there a difference in the sets that you're going to play for Vivid versus say your festival your foot sun festival set like what's the vibe for those two or is is your set pretty diverse enough that you can kind of do the same for both oh we definitely I mean I think that the beauty and definitely in vivid that I think we saw it as a real opportunity to have to play a bit of a different live show so we haven't mm-hmm. really had time yet to put much thought. I mean we've been throwing around some ideas as to what sort of thing we want to do um it's a bit of a different setup because it's just us so no support bands um I think it's mm, like a 50 yeah. minute show um there's no stage it's just um I think it's just standing on on the floor but yeah, yeah. we're I, we're definitely going to try and do something a bit different for it um yeah for sure we just yeah. got to do a bit of brainstorming but there are to give it a plug I mean it's going to be we're so excited it's insane how did we end up playing at the opera house um uh, yeah it's crazy but tickets are still available it's and it's gonna be super fun so if you want to come <laughs> better get on it well yeah. if for those who maybe are not in sydney or like the atmosphere of a camping festival then they can also catch you at fot sun which is or i keep calling it fot sun for those who don't know that it's called festival of the sun um and it's up in port macquarie which I'm, I'm originally from Melbourne and so I don't really know the East Coast that well, but I did drive through Port Mac um, and it seems like a pretty sweet, sweet little town. Have you guys been there before? Yes, yeah, quite a bit. Best. Yeah. <laughs> um, we've chill, actually man. played Hot yeah. Sun before, um, but this is, our, it's, this is actually going to be, uh, yeah, the, we're, we're playing um, yours and ours this weekend and we're, this is our first time playing uh, the main stage, but I think we're on the main stage hey. at Fot Sun as well, which is yeah. pretty amazing. Is but, yeah, it's it's awesome. It's an awesome town and that festival has an incredible vibe. It's, uh, yeah, I think it's 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 awesome. It's awesome. The people are so great and it's a camping festival. Um, 
so you can yeah. really lean into it there's a beach there there's a there's a beach next to the festival so the festival yeah, is on the water isn't it grounds. yeah yeah so you can just go, you can you can go, go after swim. the set <laughs> yeah oh nailing it yeah actually when you do festivals like that so for instance Fot Sun, which is like literally on the water and port mac has um you know you're on the east coast of australia like it's a, it's a pretty good place to be um do you guys how much do you guys get to enjoy it like uh, like apart from your set do you guys get to chill for a couple of days are you then gonna have to rush off somewhere else are you gonna enjoy it as punters like what's the go for for bands when they do are like when uh, they are playing a multi-day festival i think bands yeah. like us i mean there's been times when the only time we wouldn't hang around is if we have to fly off to play more shows but we are definitely the kind of band that <laughs> hangs around as long as we can um love <laughs> like last year last year we camped um with a bunch of other bands but not in like an artist camping zone or anything we were just camping with everyone and it was super fun but I don't know I think we're we're all like we're all big fans of music and um yeah of course. so it's kind of like you know free a free ticket to an amazing fun festival um yeah we're hanging around as, we're, we're all going to be there all weekend at Fot Sun for sure so come say hey come say hey we'll be still oh, we also we also just love it when people come say hi it it um is certainly not old um so yeah Aww, very so encouraging nice. of that <laughs> very encouraging we just yeah, have yeah. The lovely, and we have the loveliest um like fans or like community of people who listen to our music they're all just so lovely so it's always um nice to have a chat yeah well your ep um is very it's very relatable um it's very all of the things that you talk about there and the themes that you guys jump into and the way that you have written the lyrics, but also the way that you play, it's just, it's easy listening. You know what I mean? But I know you guys had to adapt the songwriting for due to COVID, I guess. Um, and I know in past, in past interviews, it kind of sounded like a lot of the, maybe a lot of the lyrics are more from Zoe's perspective, but as a band who kind of got to do pre-production for the first time and really sit down mm. and nut it out. Did you guys feel like you were way more involved in the songwriting process now? Well, um, it's sort of weird. Uh, oh, sorry, Seth. Did you, uh, no, you can you, you can go to... quiet. Sure. Um, it's weird because we, we, it's weird because like Zoe sort of came to us with certain songs, like, you know, before, co you know, before all of this COVID stuff happened and we were sort of, working and jamming stuff as we usually do because that's kind of always been a thing like Zoe might come with like you know half the lyrics for a song or something and we'll get into the studio and jam stuff out so yeah um because we were so busy with lots of touring and stuff we were sort of on and off like going between a couple of different things and we knew we wanted to do this EP and and all that sort of thing COVID hit and it's sort of weird I personally feel like we took quite a step forward in managing to get everything written, jam everything out, and somehow during the pandemic at the height of it, get into the studio with um, our producer Fletcher who did that EP yeah. and get, we, we did it all in his apartment. Other than Tessa's drums, everything else was done in, in his apartment. And okay. Lie to, to Me Again, for example, that was thrown on at the last minute. Like that wasn't how hilarious. That. <laughs> and that song, that song, that song changed. It changed my life. It changed our lives. Like I don't even know what, like, what to even say about that. But like, I personally feel like with this EP, like we really took a step forward, and we really worked really well together and really hard to make sure that we got it out. And we put it out during a pandemic, where a lot of a lot of bands were, and a lot of artists, for that matter were kind of just chilling and like not doing yeah. too much because of the situation but somehow we made it yeah. work and I feel like it's an absolute testament to right now the way that the music is, is is sort of you know touching people and people belting out the lyrics and stuff back to us so it's just like it was a really it was a very challenging thing as well because it's a really personal yeah. thing like lyrics and your parts that you play 
Um, you know, and you get, you, you really want to make sure that like, if you're holding on to something specific and then and a producer comes in and goes, all right, now we need to fix this bit. Like, it's really hard to step, take a step back and be like, all right, okay, let's try something different to elevate this even further yeah. than we thought was possible. Yeah. So that was like a really cool experience. And I think we definitely got that. I personally think like for everybody, we got the best out of everyone for that whole thing. So. Yeah, yeah, very think, proud. Very I proud think, of it. Yeah, 100%. And like, I think that was the most, I I didn't actually really understand what a producer did or how they worked with bands. Um, so working okay. with Fletcher, I mean, I think for all of us, it was a real learning curve, but essentially yeah. he was just so good at, it's all about serving the song and how can you, how can you best tell the story, you know, lyrically mm. and musically and, um the you know the attention to detail and the fine tuning of of all the parts was um you know it was it was really hard because yeah sometimes you know you think no but this is you know I, I've I've come up with this from my heart and it's authentic and it's um you know how I whether it's you know your instrument or the vocals or whatever it is but you I, I think what we really learned from Fletcher and what what our definite you know our approach now to songwriting even though there's so many different ways that a song with us can start as court said mm. you know it can start with zoe bringing something to the table or um drive me home started with hillary our lead guitarist bringing a riff in um mm. so many different different ways but our i think our whole approach court i don't know if, if um you would agree but it's all just like just try it. If anyone has a suggestion, don't knock it back. Or it, it, it costs nothing to try it. It's just time. Mm, and sometimes exactly. sometimes you give it a go and you know that it's shit before anyone has had to tell you. <laughs> like you know as soon as you start playing it that that was a bad idea. But it's, yeah, it's fun, yeah. you know. And, and sometimes what will happen is, um, you know, someone will be like, I, can we just try it this way? yeah and then we will and it'll be like no that wasn't it but then what about if instead you do this and then you do this and and then you know you can we're, we're really good at bouncing off each other like that um yeah. and sort of yeah like nurturing each other's ideas and yeah that's yeah I think that's definitely what we've what we've learned from that experience of working with Fletcher yeah yeah absolutely. I love that I love that and you know what it's funny because lie to me because uh, that that reached number eighty five on the Triple J's Hottest Hundred, which is huge. Getting in the Hottest Hundred is just, it's, it's it's like the holy grail. Sometimes it feels like here in Australia. Um, oh, yeah, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still you know not over funny? it. <laughs> yeah, still not over it. <laughs> but it's hilarious because I was um, I was on the beach down south. I was at where the hell was I? Like Bateman's Bay or something. But anyway, oh I didn't have a reception. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, were you there too? I was in Mollymook, but I, I came to ah. just for the countdown. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I should have done because my reception was crap. <laughs> so I looked like an idiot walking up and down the beach trying to get some reception on my phone. <laughs> and it's all families who have no clue what's going on. So they're like, they probably yeah. thought that I was, I don't know, had an Instagram withdrawal or something. I felt the judgment, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And then I, <laughs> Give me <a> days. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And then I finally, like oh, just like a minute, I got uh, some reception and it was your song that was playing and you were the only song out of the whole oh my that I actually managed to catch. <laughs> oh, I love that. Yay. Oh, so my you go. God. There you go. Oh, the silver linings here is real. Oh Honestly. That's great. Oh, wow. I love that. So great. <laughs> okay, well, let's actually, while I've got both of you, let's do my the last little section I've got, which is um, a this or that section. It's 10 questions. Mm -hmm. It's two options. You just both have to give me what you would choose. <laughs> cool. So I'll jump into it now. Number one. One number one is stripes or tartan. Tartan. Wait, is that the game? Do I just say it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tartan. Yep. <laughs> tartan. tartan, cool. Tartan. Number two, slides or burks. Ooh. I know course answer. Oh, I'm surprised you're thinking about it. I could nah, honestly slides. answer these questions slides, for every actually. person in the band. Slides. <laughs> yeah, slides. Slides. Yeah, slides. Yeah. Oh, all right. All right. Number three, primetime festival set or sold out solo show? Oh, 
Nice, nice. Breakfast date or dinner date? Dinner date. Dinner. Dinner. I hate Sweet. getting breakfast out. Yeah, no, me too. I hate <laughs> it as well. It's yeah. so expensive. I love that. <laughs> it is, love it, it is. All right. Always feel a little bit too cold or a little bit too hot? A little bit too I'm hot. I'm always too cold. Oh, there you go. You already live with hot. it. Sweet, sweet. Right in the studio or right on the road? Um, right in the studio. Right. Riding yeah, on the road. Yeah. Never done it. <laughs> Impossible. Oh, fair enough. Windows down or up when driving? Oh, oh I would love to say windows down. I feel like that would make us seem so much cooler. Oh, sweet. <laughs> This is like a very important one to me. Um, so your answer is important, but tomato sauce in the fridge or in the cupboard? Oh, um, I would go <laughs> fridge. Yeah, I would go fridge, but I have pretty low cool. food hygiene standards. So if it was in the cupboard, like I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah no, no, no. But I, I'm, I'm glad you said fridge because it's not a hygiene thing for me. It's just like, I don't know why I grew up with it in the fridge and putting it in the cupboard is weird to me. Also, <laughs> if you're having like a hot pie... Wouldn't you want like yeah. cold sauce? Right. Yeah, I I swear I get into this argument with pretty much every guest that I have on. <laughs> Actually, this question was probably more for court um, because it is. I was going to ask her to choose between two Red Hot Chili Pepper albums. How familiar are you? Oh with, my gosh, uh, Red she Hot would Chili. have loved that. <laughs> I know. <laughs> are you familiar with Red Hot Chili? I am. I am. I certainly okay. am. But that, All right. That well, loves the Chili Peppers. Yeah, I know. Oh, well, you, you, she can, she can bag out your answer if it's the wrong one, but out of blood (laughs) sugar, sex and magic or California cation, which one? I think court would choose blood sugar, sex, magic. Cool. 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 And which one do you choose? I would choose California cation. Oh, contentious. I like it. I'm glad. I'm glad that it, that they were different. (laughs) Yeah. And then just way more of an OG fan for sure. Yeah. Okay. Cause like they have such an extensive discography. I was like, I don't even know how to choose two albums to just do the question. <laughs> and then the last one, Twitter or Instagram. I don't have Twitter. I don't know how to use that. So definitely Instagram. We're oh. all, I don't know if any of us have a Twitter account actually, but we all yeah, certainly okay. have Instagram. Well, so the boys we have TikTok. a Twitter. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Uh, TikTok's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. You guys have a Twitter. <laughs> that's so funny amazing thank you for jumping on and for having a chat I'm so glad that tour went so well and that you enjoyed it um but while just quickly on the topic of um yeah what like just how busy you guys are going to be for the next few months doing all of these shows is there anything that people can expect from your upcoming shows that maybe um, it's going to be a little bit different. Just, yeah, anything from your, from your upcoming shows that you think will will keep keep the fans happy or maybe incentivize new people to come check you out? Good question. Um, we do have a couple. We do like to sort of play around with the structure of some of the songs or, like, put in some longer instrumentals. And I don't, if you haven't seen us before, we have an absolute insane lead guitarist, which is Hilary Geddes. She's incredible and she's got some pretty sick solos um and so yeah we're we're definitely doing a few different things with our songs um and for the vivid shows um i think we're going to try and actually do a bit of a stage sort of installation type setup sort of thing with a light show um anyway that's the basis of the idea that maybe that won't (laughs) end up um (laughs) being (laughs) materializing but that's the goal um yeah, we just, just, you know, at the moment we have so much energy for live shows and we're really giving it sort of 300%. So, um, and, you know, if you want to sing along, then come along because our, our fans definitely seem to, um, at the moment, know all the words. And and also we've got a new song that we're playing. Um, I think we're planning to release a single in the next month or two and we've been chucking that into the set as well um, and testing out how it goes. So, yeah, some new stuff. Oh, I love that. Um, but yeah, no, thank you so much for jumping on. I super appreciate it. I know Court had to run off, but big thank you to Courtney as well. Um, oh, she already sent me a text and said, thank you so much. It was so fun. 
so as in if you (laughs) were yeah um yeah she loved it it was it was so great to talk to you Sabrina thanks so much And that was Courtney and Jess from The Boys. Courtney did have to jump out of the interview a little bit early to get to another band rehearsal. Um, so that was just Tess there at the end. But huge thank you to both of them for taking the time out to chat. They were so lovely. You can catch them live very soon here in Sydney at Vivid at the Opera House. Otherwise, you can have a little bit of a look-see to see what music festivals are coming up that they're playing at. Highly recommend Festival of the Sun up in Port Macquarie. I've heard it's an absolute banger of a time trying to get tickets myself, actually, if I can um, make it work with my schedule. But once again, huge thank you to them for jumping on. Um, But that's the end of this week's episode. Next week, we are talking to German-Croatian DJ extraordinaire Topic, who, if you don't know him by name, you most definitely know his songs because some of his biggest hits have had a chokehold on Australia's top 50 um, over the last year, including Your Love, 9pm, Breaking Me, My Heart Goes, La Di Da, Drive and In Your Arms, Foreign Angel. Um, Huge, huge, huge tracks. So he was an absolute cutie to talk to. So I highly recommend that you tune in next week for a quick chat with him because he is currently on his first ever Headline Australian tour which just seems absurd considering the numbers and the popularity that he's had here. But he's always only come here for like little festivals and stuff. Um, So this is his first headline tour. And we chat a little bit about that. We chat about the writing process, some of his upcoming uh, projects, which seems super exciting. So if you want to jump onto that chat, I highly recommend that you subscribe to It's All BS either on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or you can check us out at amplify.com.au. But... Other than that, that is all from me, guys. Um, So have a fantastic short working week. This is It's All BS. I'm your host, Sabrina. Have a good one.